Great Scott! What's up, Gen Xers? I am Stu Monkey. I support Gen X grown-ups on Patreon because it's a lot easier than trying to get a 1982 DeLorean to 88 miles per hour. Just go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon to learn more. And now, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listener to episode 94 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Moe's here with us. Hey, everybody. Coming up in this episode, we'll talk about how the COVID vaccine affected a small animated mountain town, review some new tech from Amazon to supercharge your home Wi-Fi, and we'll absorb some more of your free time with an addicting little color-matching mobile game. (laughs) We're going to have all of that and much, much more. But first, I always like to kick off the show with some fourth listener email. This is email that came in, not from George, not from Mo, not from me, but from 123, our fourth listener. That's you, (laughs) our fourth listener. And our fourth listener, this episode is from our longtime supporter uh, and listener, Chad, who wrote and yeah, the subject line of his message is, thanks for yet another time suck. That's, that's our job, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say you're welcome right now. Let's find out what he's talking <laughs> about. Chad says, hey, John, I really enjoyed the two-part crossover episodes you've done with the idiots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had Will over. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? The, the toy surprises and food we talked about yep. with Will. Oh, yeah. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. After your episode last Thursday, I started listening to them, and I've already gotten through 25 of their episodes. Wow. <laughs> including this week's that you uh, guest starred on. Cool. Thank you. I've been really enjoying it, obviously, so thanks for turning me on to them. On another note, I was going through some stuff and I found an unopened vinyl of (gasps) Pac-Man Fever. Still in the shrink wrap. John's like, how much? How much? <laughs> it says, he says it still has the price tag on it. $5.99 from W. Bell and Company. Wow. I have no clue why I didn't open it. Now I'm not sure if I should or not. I say not. So yeah, though he didn't ask for our advice, I think oh, this is a prime it. opportunity to provide some <laughs> advice. Right. So Mo says, absolutely, you should not open this. Right. Pac-Man because you can get fever. the recordings on digital, listen to them, mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. experience. and But you have a neat unopened package that you could probably sell to John for quite some money. Mm, well, okay. I'm trying to get my money, maybe. George, you find a brand new sealed Pac-Man fever in a box from your childhood. What, what, what should Chad do with it? For me, I would put it up on a target. I would get out my bow and arrow. What? Yeah. What? You don't like Pac-Man <laughs> fever? Even for the nostalgia factor? No, really? I can't stand okay. that damn album or song. <laughs> for the record, if you find one, I'll get you any other record to shoot with a bow and arrow. Give it to me if you do find it. <laughs> so we're not unanimous yet. You know, I would say, Chad, if, if you're just want to listen to the songs, I'd agree with Mo, leave it sealed. But, you know, we coincidentally, we live in the Southeast near Atlanta where Jerry Buckner lives. I got him to sign my Pac-Man fever when he saw him a couple years ago at SFGE. The only reason I would take that out of the shrink wrap if I, is I had a chance to get it autographed. And I wouldn't want him to sign it on the, like the outside plasticky shrink wrap hmm. garbage because that's going to tear and go away. 
But unless you're getting it autographed, yeah, I think uh, don't shoot it with a bow and arrow and don't open it. I would <laughs> I would keep it sealed. Yeah. So there's our unsolicited advice for your sealed Pac-Man fever. I, let us know what you choose to do. Uh, he wraps it up by saying, may the fourth listener be with you at a very, a very popular uh, salutation lately. Uh, Chad. Thank you, Chad. So one thing I want to say, though, is like I listened to your idi- the idiots with John. Oh, right. And yep. he yep. did something there that I have never heard him do, which is recite poetry. Oh, I did. I, thought you- I did write the little poem. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I never heard him shut up before. And this time you let other people talk. (laughs) Oh, the irony. (laughs) I did. I I wrote a poem for the idiots when I was on. That's right. I wanted to commemorate the event. So I thought, you know, a little prose might make us memorable. Maybe, you know. know. Just just saying that, you know, I wouldn't mind being cultured a little bit on this show too occasionally. So. Yeah. Okay. Good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll write you a poem, Mo. I'll look into it. Okay. We love it that you wrote in. We appreciate you. We love it every time the fourth listener takes time to write into the show. If you would like your email feature here on the show, just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one, and most of them, like Chad's, make the show. Okay. We teased some great topics we have coming up. Mo, you ready to jump into it? Oh, yeah. Let's do this. George, you ready? Sure. Let's do it. Hello. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. America's getting, America's getting into shape. You can too during the Lincoln Mercury Mayor Corps Great American Shape Up. Now we're holding the line on prices, but we're not stopping there. Get low 7.9 annual percentage rate financing on great shapes like Mercury Cougar, Lynx, Topaz, and Capri. And a special low lease rate on Lincoln Town Car and Maricorps XR4TI. Or save hundreds on select Mercury models when you buy special option packages. The Great American Shape Up at your Lincoln Mercury Mayor Corps dealer today. The shape you want to be in. It should come as no surprise. We're going to get the ball rolling with media. <laughs> Always our first segment, <laughs> talking about new things we've checked out in media. It could be TV or movies or comics or books or music, whatever it might be. And uh, George, let's kick it off with you. What have you been checking out? I decided to save your butt on the end of the year special that we always do about looking forward, <laughs> looking back. I picked right? up one of your looking forward twos from the ah. last time because you obviously oh, you didn't mine. have it in okay. the list. So I stole right. one of yours to save your butt so you wouldn't have to remember it later on. Oh, which one is that? I decided to watch the South Park, the vaccination special. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. That was yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. It, it was. It. It's kind of like a like the second half of the first one because there was yeah. the pandemic special. Yeah. And yep. now there's the vaccination special. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever been happier to see old people being let into a club before <laughs> young people in my entire life. Yeah. 75 yep. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Crack it up. Oh, my goodness. That was so funny. Oh, that Love was. That. 
that episode. That was. It was hilarious. The whole thing from start to end. I think it ran longer than normal. So it was like an hour almost or it, something. It is like an hour. hour. It was like 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, it they did the really same good. thing with the pandemic special, yeah. right? There was a longer form. Yeah. I think they did a masterful job with this mm-hmm. one. It was right on the cusp of being a little too long, but they stopped it just short. Yep. And I think mm-hmm. that was perfect. They hit all the different topics that oh. I would imagine they would, plus yep. a whole bunch more that I didn't imagine. Just a great series. And I'm wondering what you guys thought of those particular specials. Let me tell you, you're, you're dead on there, George. I mean, it was, I, I've never mm. watched a show that could be so wrong and right at the same time. Yeah. I mean, they, they'd say something, I'm like, ooh, like a little cringe, but you're like, oh my God, that was so funny. You know, <laughs> or, or, that was so, or that was so on the mark. It's kind of refreshing in a world where everybody is towing the line and being very careful not to offend. Yeah. And it feels like South Park just said, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, not only did they say, nah, whatever, they put that up in the disclaimer right at the beginning of that right, episode. Right. John, you yeah. had a clip that you put in our Discord server. Yeah. And I read that before I watched the special and I was like, mm-hmm. oh yep. shit, this is going to be funny. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> yep. And that's what it comes out to. I think overall, I think everyone just needs to relax a little bit. It'll be nice. Take things in the way they're given mm-hmm. and just yep. enjoy it. And that's what the show does. Well, and that's the part of it, right? There's the stuff that we need to be serious and we need to be yes. conscious of as a country and a collective of people. But at the same time, it's okay to laugh as well. And yeah. that's what this special Amen. did for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, on a little side note, I kind of appreciated that they took this opportunity because there have been two episodes this season. There mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. the pandemic special and the vaccine special. That was mm-hmm. it so far. I mean, right. maybe that's all there's going to be because they're all working remotely. And they took this opportunity to basically reboot the character of Mr. Garrison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's been on such a journey, right? He had a sex change and then he had a changed back and then he did some other stuff and then he left and then he became the president and now he's not anymore. And at the end, they basically, he got Mr. Hat back. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's, oh my goodness, we're back to 1992 or whatever that was. Except oh. now we have Mr. Service. Mr. Service well, instead of Mr. Slay. Mr. Service kind of, yeah. he's not really there. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say he's there anymore. I don't know. I, oh, I did like his blue Speedo though. That his was very His blue classic. Speedo was awesome. Yes, <laughs> oh, he wore that well. I agree. I'm glad you stole it from me. I'm glad we got a chance to talk about it. It was great, George. Yeah. yeah. Now, I was looking forward to something that I think Mo stole as well for this episode. Yeah. So I, that's why I stole John. So Mo, what is it that you're looking <laughs> yeah, that again, you were watching? I did this just thinking about you, George. I was like, you know, I know. there's something that George, so George You do to- that every time. It's like, I'm going to take George's thing. <laughs> well, you pick good stuff. What can I say? <laughs> Imitation, highest form of flattery. That's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> it's the uh, the new Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. And George, you probably know more about the side because I'm not entirely 100% sure why there was a Snyder Cut. I know he was the original director of the first mm-hmm. Justice League, and then he had to stop for some reason, right? Oh, well, the, I think they pulled him off because he got into some issues. Okay. I, I honestly don't remember. But it definitely, it changed from his vision, apparently, right. I guess. Yeah, what, he got what, what got released it, to the theaters. Uh, Joss yeah. Wheaton finished it. Right. And the original, it was, it was like an eh movie for me. You know, it, it was eh. Mm-hmm. It was blah. Yeah, not when I'd go back and rewatch. There was nothing to grab you. Right. Yeah. Um. So I sit there and watch the Snyder Cut. First off, it's like three hours and change. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whew. And it went fast. Did yeah. it? I watched it and I was like, I don't have a lot of memories of the original Just League, actually, because it made very little impression on me, to be quite honest. I, I think, didn't we all see it together, but in the theater, I believe. We did. We, and yeah, I thought yeah, George yeah. visited. Yeah. yeah. And th- I never saw it again. I saw it there right. once exactly. and I've never gone back. It, it just never, no reason to. This one, though, I was like, this is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember some parts I didn't like, which was like Cyborg backstory was weak. Yeah. Like he just appeared and they really flushed that out and made him like a real character. I think they did focus on the personalities a lot more, but the action sequences, whoa, they were just freaking amazing. I really enjoyed it. The time went like nothing. It was, I didn't feel like I watched 
watch like a three hour plus movie. What do you think, George? This is something that fans of comic book films, especially people who enjoy DC mm-hmm. comic books, have been waiting for for years. People have been clamoring for this supposed Zack Snyder cut that's been right. out there in the ether and nobody's ever gotten to see it. <laughs> and now they finally released it. And I think it's one of the few times where people are clamoring for something and it lives up to the hype. Most mm-hmm. of the time, uh, you know, yeah. people talk yeah. about, oh, if we ever saw the extended cut of this or if we ever had right. the extra scenes of that, it would be awesome. And then you get them on some DVD release and man, that, yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, I see yeah. why they cut that exactly. out. Right. <laughs> exactly. You're like, yeah, I know why they cut that. But not in this case. This is the exact opposite. In this case, everything that was added back into this original cut, this original storyline, which I know there was a lot of studio editing involved in oh, this, yeah. not just, you know, director editing. Hmm. I think that this proves that sometimes when you get the right director with the right material and allow them to fulfill their vision, this proves yeah. that people will enjoy it because as long as that director is a fan of the material, as Zack Snyder is, mm. he will do it justice. It's the same thing we talk about with John Favreau with the Marvel yeah. universe, right? Mm-hmm. right? John Favreau was a huge comic book nerd and fan <laughs> before he got to do Iron Man, and Iron Man is the reason why we have the comic book film plethora that we have now. We had Spider-Man before, and we had a couple other things here and there, Batmans and whatnot, but it wasn't until John Favreau got a hold of Iron Man that we got the majority of what we have now. It sounds like both of you have seen this Snyder Cut mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. point, so mm-hmm. that, that's cool. I haven't yet. So my question is, is this just a re-edit with deleted footage, or you mentioned, Mo, the, the action scenes are different or better. Is there new effects and stuff, like a mm-hmm. reproduced oh, film, yeah. or oh, what's yeah. in it? Yeah, it's, oh, really? it's, a, it's totally. a reproduced film. Wow. Yeah, okay. He shot extra scenes too, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. Extra yeah. I thought this yeah. was just yeah. like cutting room floor stuff. No, no, no. no. Oh, he actually no. Added, he added new scenes. They, this was a whole new production. I forgot yeah. who it was that put it out. I want to say it was it's HBO Max. I think, HBO Max, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. They paid for all this extra stuff. So it's not just what the studio did, you know, what was it, three years ago? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Two years ago? I don't remember when that piece of crap came out. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it was something that I think this material deserved the Hmm. dc universe films have been hit or miss at best yeah at best this was finally one that tied some of that stuff together if the people at dc creative were smart this is should be the new jumping off point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely one of the things i thought really liked about it was because it was a longer movie they could really make the characters like flush them out really like Mm -hmm. give them depth that's why i hate about the first one i remember is because like the flash the way they did him he was just sort of there Mm -hmm. Aquaman was just sort of there. You know, they were all just sort of, I mean, they were there. It was really like kind of a Batman, Superman show sort of thing. They needed that time to develop them mm-hmm. because you have to realize most DC fans were really enjoying the CW TV shows at this point. And there was a lot of uh, angst and angry posts everywhere about <laughs> why didn't we take the people who played the TV characters and right. put them into the films mm-hmm. because they were yeah. doing such a tremendous job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones who were represented in both places, there was a lot of just mad people, including myself. How do you not include the guy who's playing Flash on TV in the film? He right. developed that character into what it is that allowed you to make yeah. the film in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Why not give him some credit, some props, and put him in there? One of the early action scenes with Wonder Woman, the way they redid some of that stuff, I was like, this is amazing. And I saw this with my son. Actually, Zachary came over. My son, Zach, came over, and we watched it together. And the, at the end scene, the big climactic thing, he was like, holy shit. That was his expression. I mean, that's what he said, which I was like, wow. So well received. This might be the 
shot in the arm the DC Universe needs. Maybe they need to stay on this course, like you suggested, yeah. George. Miss. Hope yeah. they do. Quit screwing with it and let somebody who's a fan jump in like Marvel's done. Damn. Yeah. Not what I was expecting. <laughs> so, oh, oh, John, you haven't gone yet, have you? So what do you got? <laughs> yeah. So back in 2018, we did a backtrack all about movie rental stores. The oh, blockbusters, yeah. movie mm, galleries yeah, and right. stuff had gone. Absolutely. Yeah. And at that time, in the show notes, we linked to a Kickstarter for a documentary called The Last Blockbuster. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. now on Netflix. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Mm. All right. I'm going to ask a what? question here, and this is- Do it. Netflix is airing a documentary about The Last Blockbuster? Yeah. I know. Is it? Come it's, on. It's, it's, How meta is that? As cruel as that seems, it's almost in like the documentary, <laughs> it exposes that Netflix didn't kill Blockbuster. Blockbuster and Blockbuster's parent killed Blockbuster. Well, yeah. we kind of know did. that yeah. now. Yeah. There have been other documentaries, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit of the Predator dancing on- on top of the praise corpse a little <laughs> bit, isn't it? Yeah, I guess, maybe. But what I'll tell you is it's really a better documentary than you think it's going to be. It taps into that nostalgic vein a bit. It talks about why people give a damn about the last blockbuster. At the time we talked on that backtrack back in 2018, there were still several. There were a few in Alaska. Right. And then there was the one in Bend, Oregon. Well, all the ones in Alaska, one of those is the one that John Oliver sent the mm-hmm. the, 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 cut the Russell Crowe jockstrap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, by the way, that stuff made its way to Bend, Oregon at one point, finally. So they show that in the okay, film. They wow. talk about the John Oliver aspect of it. This is less about this one last blockbuster store, though that's the overarching story. But it's the story of this site. They talk about when it first opened. It's called a Pacific Video, and they own several. And Blockbuster came into town. They talked to the guy that first owned it. And as you have seen now, for everybody that's paying attention to this, there's this one woman that's the manager of this last Blockbuster. She's kind of become a kind of mini celebrity, and she's kind of full of herself in a way that makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Is she a little Carol Baskin? Uh, you know, maybe like 30%. Okay. Yeah, kind of. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little Karen, a little Carol Baskin. Yeah. But she's the perfect caricature for someone who should be running this last blockbuster. She's embracing so proud of the fact that she's kind of the last bastion of hope for this <laughs> beacon. But outside of this little store, they talk to the people and they have celebrities. Doug Benson is a huge part of this. Kevin Smith is interviewed several times in this thing. But they also focus on just people who live in Bend, who have been going to this store since they were kids and why it's important and how it changed over time and why they don't want it to die. There's even a part at the end that kind of made me tear up a little bit. Like it, it's not sappy. It's not kind of, you know, it's not a Disney movie. We're going to kill somebody at the end kind of thing, but it really touches on the things that we talk about here on Gen X Grown Up. why these things are important to us as being kind of a touchstone in history and in our lives and our childhood. But yeah, it's on Netflix right now. There's no reason not to watch it. If you got Netflix, it's really great. Is it something that either of you have checked out yet or will you Mo? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, cause I have a, I guess a general question. I always wonder, cause I mean, I'm all for like, yeah, I mean, we have nostalgia and a lot of reasons yeah. for it, but does it have a place? Like, mm-hmm. is it, are we keeping it open just cause, or is it actually still kind of fulfilling a need there? And that's actually, I want to kind of see the documentary just to kind of see how that plays out. Yeah. I, I think you have a valid kind of question there to kind of analyze why it is that it's still there. Uh, and I just saw an article with the manager of this last blockbuster talking about how they're surviving the pandemic. And in fact, now as we're kind of 
I don't want to, you know, jinx it. We're kind of coming out the other side of the pandemic a little bit. There's a light mm-hmm. at the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And she talked about how people are sick of staying in their houses and clicking and clicking. They want to get out and see something and do yeah, something. Sure. So they're seeing a little bit of a resurgence of people wanting to come to the store. Hmm. So I was curious because this is not the only last blockbuster documentary. There are, I don't know, at least three or four that I've seen previous to this. This one was started as a Kickstarter, like you talked about. We put it in our show notes a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. What makes this documentary any better, worse, or the same as any of the other ones? Like, is there new information that we didn't know? Because I'm just wondering how many times this subject can be rehashed before you go, oh, shit, here's another <laughs> blockbuster documentary. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's in everything. Yeah. It's in podcasts. We've done one, obviously. It's documentaries. John, you're a huge documentary guy, so you've had to have yep. seen at least one other of the ones that are out there. Yep, yep. Is this anything different or new? Why, why would we want to watch this? You know, just since we last spoke, I've watched three different documentaries about Blockbuster, VHS, old movies, things mm-hmm. like that. I've watched several. And it's a great question. And I would say that this one is the best I've seen so far specifically about that because it's not specifically a history of Blockbuster, the corporation, though that is covered. It's a story of this store in this town, how it impacts the community, why people want to see it survive, and why it matters on a human level. Okay. So it's not a corporate documentary. It's a people story that circles around this little store that happens to be a Blockbuster. Awesome. So it's not just a, let's answer the same 20 questions about why Blockbuster failed that we get in every goddamn documentary that's on the subject. Now, those are answered in this, but it it goes on to talk about more. That's laying the groundwork. Well, then that means I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's why I enjoyed it. So Awesome. Yeah. So check it out. It's on Netflix. We're going to jump into some tech and toys right after this break. Stick around. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah. The rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. I don't mind working hard, but I'll tell you how I feel. I work an honest day, and I want an honest deal. Even if you shop after work, you'll still find plenty of fresh produce at Safeway, because we keep putting out new produce day and night. Now that's an honest deal. I work an honest day, and I want an honest deal. Safeway, America's favorite food store. I'm going to start today's tech and toys section because I actually have something to talk about. Oh, oh, 
I thought you just meant introducing it. No, no, no. You, you rarely have anything. No, he starts it. You're start, I was going to say. I'm going to start and go into the first item because I wow. have something that wow. is actually a fairly big thing, too. Okay. It's a big deal, yeah. Yep. So you guys know we all bought the 3D printer, the Creality SE6. Don't get George started on the Creality SE6. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. 6SE. I'm going to give them their name properly. It's 6SE just because I want everybody to hate that fucking thing. <laughs> anyway. It's still a raw nerve. Yes, indeed. I've had nothing but problems with it lately. Okay. With that stupid printer. Uh-oh. A piece broke. A piece broke? Yeah, something broke on it. I had to order another piece. It took like six weeks to get here. I fixed it. You know, I had to retune it. It all worked after that. Mm. Then it just stopped working again. Jesus. Dang. And okay. I futz with it. I went online. I tried to get theirs. They said, oh, we have to order this part, which again, is going to take me another six, eight weeks to get. And I was uh. like, oh. So I said, you know what? Screw it. I bought another 3D printer. Wow. <laughs> really? I'm assuming yes. you didn't go back to Creality after this no, experience. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have some set criteria. One is okay. I can get parts local, like in the U.S. <laughs> right. Okay. Local, yeah. In the U.S. Yeah. is local yeah. now. <laughs> and I did some research. And so I wound up getting the Prusa MK3S. Mm. Ooh, okay. Now, Prusa, although the stuff does come from overseas, it's a base in the United States. So mm-hmm. they actually do keep parts Joseph of Joseph Prusa local. runs a channel for him. Yeah. Yep. And he also has Ooh. like, they have like a slicer. They sell filament. Mm-hmm. They do the whole nine yards. And so I ordered the kit because they said that one is you get the kit faster, obviously. Sure. And also... It's 150 bucks to get them to build it. What's the build volume on this $150? Well, let me tell you, in in hindsight, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you know... $150, $150, not just on that bad. It took me probably eight, over eight hours to put this thing together. Wow. Eight hours to build it? Well, it's a kit, <laughs> which the Creality 6 that we got is not a kit. No, this is not a kit. Right. No, it was, pre- it was pre-assembled. You, you bolted two things together. Is this just like a sack of bolts and nuts and sheet metal? What the heck did you get? It, basically, yeah. It was, it was pretty <laughs> darn close to that. The instructions were amazing. They were amazing instructions. I mean, they give you, and everything was packaged, almost like one of the, a new Lego kit. You know, they say like, here's bag one. One and two and three and the you know, right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had everything organized like that. They had even a spare parts bag in case you messed up. And nice. Needed some spare parts <laughs> for the things that people often screw up and break. Yeah, they actually did. <laughs> you know, I followed the instructions just directly, and they were great. Um, they give you a bag of gummy bears, and they tell you yeah, how many they eat after each section. <laughs> that's in, that's a Prusa thing. That's been in all their printers yeah. for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that is charming as hell, isn't it? He's like, you finished the hardest part of this construction. You deserve a treat. Eat 14 gummy bears. I mean, they actually, they kind of did that. And they made sure they space it out so that at the end, you had gummy bears to eat at the very end to say that you're finished. <laughs> it's one of those things that like some of the early Prusa build videos on YouTube, that was the uh-huh. gimmick for a lot yeah. of those. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's that's clever. Isn't that clever? <laughs> and it gave you all the tools you need to build it. It was a good experience. It was just lengthy. <laughs> that was the only thing. So eight hours later. So eight hours later. Uh, do you I, actually have a printer now that works? Okay. So eight hours later. I'm ready to power <laughs> He's up still the first time. I've Here's the question thing. that he hasn't answered. You've asked a question that he hasn't answered. I had to power it up. You know, you kind of cringe. You know, you hit that power button the first time. Mm-hmm. It has a self-test. Yep. It ran the self-test. And the thing that came up, it says, you have your fan connections reversed. It told me that. Okay. That's like it knew nice. what was backwards. I said, okay. oh, opens it up, found the two connections, put them in. It ran a self-diagnostic check, and mm-hmm. I printed my body right away, and it came out gorgeous. Hmm. <laughs> I was shocked. Wow. I was shocked. So you're talking about the Benchy, right? You yep, printed a Benchy? Benchy? Yep. Okay. I printed a Benchy, uh-huh. and I have been printing like a freaking maniac on this thing. Yeah. It, it just works really, really well, and I'm extremely happy with it so far. I have no, I have zero issues. Like, I had one thing. It all 
auto levels before every print automatically, mm-hmm. you know, so it just does that for you. I was shocked, really, that this thing worked at all, to be quite honest. <laughs> so I've noticed that you still danced around my question. Uh-oh. What's the damn build volume <laughs> on this printer? I want to know oh. how much build volume I get for $150 because I happen to have an extra $150 laying around that came in in a stimulus <laughs> check. And my stimulus check was 1400 My wife said I could have 200 of my 1400 Oh, okay. So all right. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of extra money laying around. I'm kind of curious, is this about to be my second 3D printer? It all depends on build volume. Thanks to the modern editing, I know the answer right now. It is uh, <laughs> 25 <laughs> by 21 by 21 centimeters. Okay, so 250 by 210 by 210. By 210 That's yes. roughly around about the size of our Creality 6SE, which is 235 yeah. all the way around. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's roughly. comparable. Yes, all right, it so is. for $150, I'm buying this right That's now. That's a great deal. That's less than we paid for Creality. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That, no, uh, hold up. What? Step back there. Let me, let me clarify this here. The $150 is what you pay for them to build it. Wait a minute. Well, you said that's what the kit cost. No, no, no. I never said that's what. Oh, okay. If I did. Yes, I, you did. <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> hold on. John, I need Scooby-Doo music. Let's go back. Oh, no, 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 no. Trust me. If it was $150, I'd. No, the kit was $750. What the Oh. Well, that's different. <laughs> yes. That's an entirely different complexion. Yes. Holy shit. <laughs> 750? That's like three times the Creality. Yeah. And you had to spend eight hours building it? Yes, okay. I did. Okay. It sounds like a great printer. I love the auto bed leveling before every print, but yeah. fuck that. Not for 750. Wow. But no. Would you pay for it? There's a couple things Ooh. that it has in it that, I mean, I definitely see the difference between this one and this. The, you know, like I said, is it worth three times? I don't know. I'm not going to say that's true. But certain things that it has, like changing filament is a breeze. Is it Bowden or direct drive? Uh, It's direct drive. Okay. That is better. Okay. That's much yeah. better than Bowden. You could literally change filament in the middle of a print if you wanted right. to. That's a lot mm-hmm. easier to do that with. It's funny. You put the new filament in and it actually retracts the head. It starts extracting it and it says, do you see the color you want coming out of the print of the nozzle? You say, yes, it yeah. says, okay. And it keeps going. So mm. it's a smarter device, clearly, yes. but you got to lay out some greenbacks for it. That's that's a yes, lot. Absolutely. No, that's not is. a hobbyist. That's, that's a why I was curious purchase. because Prusa is known for great printers. The guy yes. builds mm-hmm. some of the best stuff on the market is software is top of the notch it's one of john it's your favorite slicer the bruce's slicer. Mm-hmm. this is what i use from the yeah. same company yep. he does great stuff but yeah man, 750 for a 210 by 210 by 250 yeah i mean they have oh. a mini which is smaller volume which is much cheaper <laughs> It's only six fifty. It's a super popular <laughs> printer because especially people do like minis and that kind of thing. It, right. it's, it's like a great printer for that. But this one, I mean, as far as specs, it prints down like I think the SE goes down to the layer height could be was it one millimeter or something like that. I think is the uh, minimum. I mean, point one. Po- point one is the is the minimum layer height. They think. Right. Yeah. This yeah. one goes point oh five. Okay. Layer height. That's getting in the realm of some of the uh, liquid printers. Then. Yeah, it's it's yeah. very very close. I mean, from a spec standpoint, the Z axis has two motors, not. Just just one. And it's definitely a quality piece when you put it together. So this is now, I think, the third printer you have purchased. Yes. Two questions. Is this the most expensive printer you've purchased? By far. <laughs> and is this the best printer you've owned? Yes, absolutely. How long have you had it before you make that qualified four statement, weeks. though? I waited purposely before I came and talked about it. because So I said, four weeks is a decent amount of time, depending on how much printing 
you did, but you're still not out of that six month phase. I like to think of these 3D printers like if they last for six months on heavy printing and then they're still as good as I remember from day one, that's a Mm -hmm. solid win. Because obviously you had that issue with the Creality 6 SE where Mm -hmm. it lasted for a good long while and now it's a fucking doorstop. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, at some point, I'm sure I'll go back and fix it and and get it repaired. But, you know, where the piece finally gets here in two or three years. Right. (laughs) But up until that point, you know, it's, you know, again, it was just like a, I was just so fed up with getting stuff. Okay, these are great starters. These are great starter ones. And they are. I mean, don't worry, like the Ender 3 I have, amazingly good Mm -hmm. printer. Great starter printer, especially. But I kind of felt I was doing enough where I was like, okay, I'm going to just do this for myself. And I did. And I have no regrets to be quite honest. So, okay. So now that I've spent a ton of money, so hopefully George, you have something that doesn't cost quite as much. <laughs> well, I certainly am in the opposite direction of your <laughs> $750, which started out as $150. And now I got to go figure out if I want to beg the wife for more of my stimulus check or not. <laughs> um, one of my birthday gifts for my 50th birthday. We talked a little bit about that ah, last podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got another one to talk about this time. It's in the same vein as the last one this time it's the tiny arcade dig dug machine okay yeah nice yeah i love these little tiny arcades because even though they're the same form factor it's the same plastic molding that they use for Mm -hmm. all of them it's the same two button one little nub joystick layout on the front of it they do a fun job of making these games super tiny but also moderately playable now dig dug (laughs) is a little less playable than frogger was okay i love dig dug john it's your favorite game i know or one of your favorite games you did that video Mm -hmm. about how to get your high score and people all the time say oh i never knew about the levels and all that and that's fun (laughs) yeah right i've been trying to play this on this little dig dug tiny arcade you might as well give up high score chasing from the bat you're not going to be able to do that it's just survive the level i mean i'm not a dig dug guru like you are so maybe you could do better john but we'd be frustrated it's still a lot of fun (laughs) to sit there and just i'll be sitting there on one of my conference calls at work i hope nobody's listening to the podcast from work but (laughs) we don't have video oftentimes on our zoom calls we just do audio so as long as my microphone is muted i'll just be sitting there sometimes when they're in a subject that i don't give a shit about i'll be playing my little tiny arcade machines and so for the last few weeks i've been playing this dig dug one. Oh, i'd never do that yeah <laughs> no he's doing that's it right reprehensible. now i would never do that i'm currently playing a game on my phone listening to george yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh george you're still talking no. <laughs> yeah yeah now it, it, but it's fun it's it's a cute little time distraction it's one of those things where because it's so small, I think I feel like it's okay to pick it up, play it for a minute and a half and then put mm-hmm. it back down. I don't feel like I have to commit anything to it. So I just sometimes I'll just be sitting in my chair and I'll pick one of these things up and I'll play it for 20 minutes or something. And I'll put it right back or two minutes and put it right back. Right. And I don't feel guilty that I didn't play it for very long, but I feel like it's fun to just pick up, play instantly and put back down. Oh, okay, cool. They do a really good job of, it's almost like a mobile phone game. It's just kind of like, yeah, so I didn't match the three tiles. Who cares? Let's go back and check my text messages. (laughs) It's just a casual pickup thing. I've said over and over, this is not the speed runner. This is not the the toy you want if you're trying to hone your skills to get the world record. This is, I love Dig Dug. Let me mess with a little bit. And I don't want to spool up an emulator. Yeah, Yeah, whatever. And the tiny aspect of it is what makes it nice. I've got a giant MAME arcade cabinet in my house, but it's in another room and it's kind of right. stuck mm-hmm. up against a wall, so it's out of the way, and it's a pain in the butt to get everything turned on and set up and play. Mm-hmm. So I don't play that nearly as much as I should because of yep. our 
past history and our nostalgia aspect for arcades. But this thing is sitting right here on my table next to me when I'm <laughs> in my recliner. I just pick <laughs> play it up me. and yeah. play, play me. it. It's even easier than like that Atari Pi, John, that you did. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a bit of a hassle to go through to switch over to the right monitor or the right input or TV and turn it on. For sure. So I like these little tiny arcade machines. Neat. We'll definitely throw some uh, links into those on Amazon so people can look for their own. Yeah, and they're all oh, affordable. Yeah. Like, you know, anywhere from 15 to 20 bucks is what there you can go. find them. Sometimes yeah, you can find now, them wait a minute. cheaper. Is that what it costs or what it costs if you have them assemble it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Do they charge you the 150 to assemble it? That's what I want to know. <laughs> that is what they cost. They come oh, pre-assembled. That's only good. Only thing wow. you might have to do is <laughs> if you, if you want to take the keychain off the back maybe that might be constituted <laughs> as disassembly that's disassembly but... right <laughs> i'll never hear the end of that okay nope. new, 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 new. all right john do you have something that is quasi priced and maybe or may not be assembled <laughs> i i think so I, we'll, I, we'll, i'm not sure where it falls in the middle so, uh what i have is a new piece of tech for my home network uh wi-fi is fantastic throughout my house i got the mm-hmm. 5g router many years back that's fantastic so i run a, a 5g and a 2.4 gigahertz wi-fi signals but a wi-fi router only does so much mm-hmm. and mo you talked a bit a couple of years back now you got the orby system yeah. you set up in your house yeah, for very wi-fi happy with it so far yeah, and I was kind well. of poking around doing something with that. Now, I have a problem. My house is not big, but it's a three bedroom. And my router is way in one corner of the house, like we're kind of against one wall. It's just where the office is. And there are parts of my house that have poor to awful Wi-Fi. The worst probably is the extreme corner, a bathroom that, and you're in there with no Wi-Fi because let's all face it, we use more Wi-Fi on the bathroom <laughs> sitting on the crapper than anywhere else. <laughs> and sometimes the Wi-Fi is so bad, I open the door and stick my arm out so I can get a little Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's terrible. Wow. <laughs> Priorities. Privacy, not as important as Wi-Fi. Anyway, so I went looking around. I wanted something to fix the Wi-Fi in my house. I looked at the Orbi. I looked at a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. I ended up going with the Amazon Eero 6. It's E-E-R-O. Okay. Uh, obviously, we'll throw a link down in the show yeah, notes yeah, to look yeah. at. They have different packages, but it's the same concept. So this uses the new Wi-Fi 6 technology that I wasn't super familiar with and I've learned a little bit about. Uh, it's just like the other models we've talked about, the Orbi and things like that. It came with one little router that you put, hook into your modem mm-hmm. and two little extenders you can put around the house. To extend, it should cover you know X thousand square feet or whatever. Right. So setup was like slipping backwards off a wet rock. It was so easy. <laughs> you, you, you plug it into the modem and you open up the app on your phone and you connect to it once and it just starts stepping you through. It reminds me, you're talking about the Prusa instructions. The only thing that was lacking was gummy bears. Like it held your hand <laughs> yeah. all the way through it. It was so powerful that I only set up one extender. I didn't get to the second one because when I set up the second one, the first extender rather in my house, I had full bars of Wi-Fi 6 back in the crapper with the door closed. It was beautiful. <laughs> I don't even need the second one yet. I'm saving it in case we want to extend to the, the neighbor's house or something later, maybe. Nice. It has included with it, uh, I was worried about losing this. It has a guest network option. So you enable mm-hmm. a guest network with a different name, a different password that's only accessible to the outside world, not on your internal land, which is great. So you can't see any of my shared folders. And the last really key thing I wanted 
to talk about is the Wi-Fi 6 aspect. So yeah. I didn't know much about Wi-Fi 6. So you have devices. If you have a 5G Wi-Fi network, you know that not everything can get on the Wi-Fi mm-hmm. 6. That's mm-hmm. why you have to run a 2.4. Somehow Wi-Fi 6 auto steps and self-detects and corrects and stuff. I have stupid little light bulbs that only use a 2.4 and they were able to get on this Wi-Fi 6. Like it down hmm. somehow downscales. It's so dang smart and it's super, super blazingly fast, super strength throughout my house in the backyard and the front yard. I go out and get in my car, you know, hook up my phone for my Android auto and get in the car. And I still have six bars when I get to the end of the drive. I'm thinking it's really, really great. Fantastic. Is it? relatively new product? How long have they had this It out? is very new. Okay. Yeah. Right now, if you go to Amazon, you go to the link that I gave you, the name of the product isn't Amazon Eero. It's introducing Amazon Eero. Oh, like gotcha. it's brand, brand new. And the great news, if you're thinking about something like this, I couldn't recommend this one more. The base unit for it was $299 for this box of three pieces. Mm-hmm. They've already marked it down to 223. It's already like 50, 60 bucks cheaper wow. now. It's getting better. And you should know from my experience, you don't have to buy that one. You only need really a base and a, an extender because I bought the three pack and only needed two of them. Well, I think the base on that is just a router and two extenders. So I think that is the base. But you can buy individual pieces. You don't got to get that big kit. Oh, got That's it, the got deal. It, got it. That's one you consider. It's close for me because. <laughs> So I have a lot of these different mesh devices and stuff like that. I don't know if Wi-Fi 6 is any better than what I currently have. My Wi-Fi in my house is pretty strong as it is mm-hmm. and gets really good speeds, but I'm not sure that I could justify spending over 200 for something that me personally, I don't know if I have a problem. I actually have more of a problem getting cell phone signals in different parts of my house than no, I do Wi-Fi. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you have great Wi-Fi signal now, I wouldn't upgrade to this just for the better strength. That was the big feature for me. If you have shitty signal, it's a good option. Do the base, I guess you call them the satellite units or whatever they're called? Mm-hmm. Do they, yeah. can you hardwire into those? Does that have like No, a so only five? the routers have hardwiring okay. and the extenders are pure wireless. So that's the differentiation between the two. Ah, uh, gotcha. Because, I mean, that was yeah. one thing. I mean, the one I have, I mean, the satellite one, actually, you could actually plug a Cat5 or Cat6 into mm-hmm. it as yep. well, which would made it a little bit easier. Because the reason why I really needed it was not that my signal was awful, but when you're doing things like video or watching movies and stuff, I noticed mm-hmm. that it would sometimes stutter and take. So doing that helped. But of course, if that's uh, that fast, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's pretty awesome like that. Yeah, there are basically two pieces you can get in this system, either a router or an extender. The extender is pure Wi-Fi for extending. The router has two Cat6 ports on the back and they're auto sensing. So if you plug them into the modem as the primary it becomes the primary, if you plug them as an extender, then they become two connected Ethernet ports into your network. Got so it. they work both ways. Very yep. nice. As I said, I will give you a link mode to throw down in the show notes to explore. It's been really good product for me. And if you're looking for it, you're having trouble, you know, maybe not for you, George, if things are going well, but right. if you're having Wi-Fi trouble, man, this thing just worked well. And monitoring on the app is fantastic. Something worth checking out. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes. And luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately 7 minutes. Snow Cat! Winning battles in the snow for G.I. Joe! G.I. The 
G.I. Joe snow cat holds 10 Joes, and it's got a missile rack and torpedo skis. G.I. Joe! Cobra's on the run! Yo, Joe! G.I. Joe snow cat, other Joe and Cobra figures and equipment sold separately. Yo, This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world, ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Three rounds in the GXG Gaming Division. <laughs> well, so the intro TKO'd me right away. I don't have any games this week <laughs> to talk about. Oh, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> I know that really Hey, there's my all. one to most I know, I 500 can't, I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say We're not keeping score. It. It's fine. <laughs> all right, we'll start with you, Mo, then. What have you been playing lately? I've been on the hunt for a good, just casual mobile game. And there was a game that came out a while ago called I Love Hue, H-U-E. Yes, the organizing the colors on yes, the palette thing. Right, and essentially, mm-hmm. it's a jigsaw puzzle kind of game, except instead of random sized pieces, they're all like geometric shapes. And okay. the puzzle is usually just like a color gradient. So it, it jumbles yep. them up, and then you just kind of slide things around until you kind of get to nice thing. And it's great. And then I saw that they came out with a new one called I Love Hue 2. Two, go figure. Uh, okay. Oh, how sweet. And it's actually, it's it's just as fun as the first one. Now, the first game, all the shapes are always the same geometric shape. Like they're always like triangles or mm-hmm. squares. Or this one, they could, they have like up to three different shapes in a puzzle. Uh-huh. And you can only exchange just like shapes between the two. And I was a little concerned because I said, okay, this could get too far where it's just going to get so complicated that if there's like 50 different piece sizes and I'm going to have to worry about all this stuff. But they really didn't. They kept it down to at the most three. And it's just as enjoyable as the first one and it's definitely one of these time suck that you don't realize how much time you're spending when you play it <laughs> you know you just sit there oh I'm gonna finish this one puzzle unless you know it's like 15 minutes have passed mm-hmm. it's also when you can sit down pick up again so it's just a really just great casual game now this is still the one where it will make you question your perception of reality Absolutely. looking at colors yes like it's like that's red well that's a little bluer than red that's slightly turquoise is yeah. that green or blue it's like I didn't know there were that many colors that you could possibly have <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely because I remember in both of these games it's like you look at this like there's no way that goes to that one next to that piece but then when you drop it in it just fits and i mean for a while i was like are they adjusting the colors on the fly are they doing some you know there's some shenanigans going on yeah that's it's like optical illusions almost but it's not it's all you know perception of colors the way your brain works and all that stuff but it's something very satisfying when you because when the piece is in the right spot you just know it it just looks like it fits there you know the colors just blend Mm -hmm. perfectly because it's not based on shapes in the puzzle it's based purely on the hue right that's it that's it so it's it's, it's a fun little game um it's free but if you want to pay get rid of ads it's like an extra couple bucks which i did right away get rid of the ads so i could just play it totally worth it for the hours i i spent on it how invasive are the ads do they beat you over the head with it or is it one of those that you're motivated to it was annoying enough that after i realized i liked the game i quickly paid the couple bucks <laughs> and yeah, got rid of yeah. it <laughs> and again i don't mind you know a couple bucks developer time you know i you know i want them to come out with new games and keep adding to it so you know i definitely don't mind spending the two or three now is this for it. ios or is this android it's both i've already downloaded it as he started talking okay. yeah. so are you playing it on <laughs> ios or so i only played on the ios i haven't seen the android one john mm-hmm. will okay. tell me how that one is the game is so simple i can't imagine not being cross-platform really easy 
So that game, like I said, I'm look, I was looking for just a really simple, brand new mobile game. But John, you got something that's almost the exact opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it was a total accident. So <laughs> back in the heyday of Xbox 360, uh-huh. we played a lot of online. We, yeah. I mean, you, George, and Mo, and me, and several of our other friends all had 360s. And we played a lot of Settlers of Catan on there and different stuff. And some things like Crackdown were hugely fun to play together. Yeah. And the other day, my wife was playing on her Xbox one and came up in her uh, was it the the free games the prime whatever xbox has now that you're you can be part of to get free games on there was the new burnout paradise remastered the race car game that we played back in 2008 just became a free game because they remastered it Uh, i since found out that it's getting promoted a lot because they're they just did or just about to put out a version of this on the switch so it's kind of percolated up to the top people looking at it but got it so at its core burnout paradise is based on the burnout franchise by ea which initially was all about how big of these crashes can you do it's all (laughs) about the crashing (laughs) which are fun but burnout paradise changed it into this open world fixed layout there's one giant map and you don't just exit the world and jump back in for a race or exit the world to work on your car. It's a persistent world. The way you start a race is you pull up to a light and you burn out your tires, like you hold the brake in the gas and it starts an event. And if you change your car, you drive to the junkyard. And if you're low on boost, you drive through the gas station. It's all a persistent world. And (laughs) they they make it so easy to buy it because it's anywhere from 30 bucks right now new, but every other day there's another sale. I've seen it in the last week for as low as $4.99, (laughs) $4.99, everybody's running sales through, is there any deal? So because I saw my wife playing and I'm like, I remember that was a lot of fun. So I went and I downloaded the new remastered version. I'll poke around a little bit. Oh my God. <laughs> it is so absorbed so much of my time and my life. And I've infected other people. Yeah, uh, thank friends you, on Discord. See me, Mo, you had to go buy yeah. it. I know that Thanos had to go buy it. I know that Butter Spider went and bought it. So many people. What is it about this game that just makes you you keep going. Mo. I don't know. It's a racing game for people who don't really like racing games. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, like some of these, like the Forza and these other games, you know, you get down the suspension. I don't care about that. I just want to yeah. drive nope. around and have fun. Give me some different car types. Make it simple. And plus the, the events and stuff they have are just so, they such so much difference and so many other little side things you can do to distract you. And this yeah. is, it's the other day we jumped on and played online together and God, I mean, I thought we played for like a little bit. A couple of hours we were in. Yeah, we yeah. were there a couple of hours. I was like, <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> and it was fun. And the, the whole mm-hmm. party aspect of it too is just great. Like teaching somebody else how to do do a, a particular maneuver because they're new at it and the way they did the achievements I think also kind of keeps you wanting to get that next thing. Yeah, there's stuff to unlock. There's a variety of different events you can do. There's mm-hmm. races, but there's also road rage where you try to crash a bunch of other cars and knock them off the road. There's a marked man where everybody's after you and you have to survive. Mm-hmm. You unlock new cars. Sometimes there's cars on the road you just have to look for and crash them and they become yours. There's always something to do in this thing. The multiplayer aspect is the most fun though because it's stupid little things like everybody meet on the roof of the waterworks and then everybody jump off and do a barrel roll or something. It's just, you all have to work together to achieve the cooperation level is awesome. Yeah. So I'm taking a look at this because I was like, I never really played Burnout Paradise Mm. at all when you guys Mm -hmm. did. It just wasn't a game that I enjoyed, but you guys are all playing it on Discord. So I'm like, all right, shit, I'll go see if I can buy it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They've got it right now on one called Green Man Gaming for $4.30. They've got it on Fanatical, which is a site that I do know and trust for $4.59. So I was going to buy it on there. (laughs) And the first thing that I noticed was it looks as though it's an origin game. It's not on Steam. 
Is that right? That's right. Yeah, it, it's, it's oh. firewalled through Origin. Yeah. Now you can buy one that has a Steam key, so it's in your Steam library. But even that one that I have, it still launches the Origin app in the background. So you don't gain much more other than having a cohesive collection. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, it's always still through Origin either way. You have to have it. I yep. think I have an Origin account, but I honestly can't remember. So I yeah, may I'd... buy this. I may not just because it's not in the Steam platform. That That's kind of where my gaming world exists. But I know. Yeah. yeah. It could be a fun game. I mean, I know you guys are playing it like crazy. For four bucks, George, even if you throw it in Origin and play it once and, you know, it's not for you, it's not like you've wasted 20 bucks. So that's true. That's a nice part about it. Yep. So we will throw a link down in the show notes if you want to check this out. If you're on our Discord server, hit us up because we're often around playing this thing lately. (laughs) Just since I got it a couple weeks ago, I've logged almost 14 hours in this game. (laughs) And I don't have that much spare time, but I'm finding it. I'm doing, it's hurting my procrastination. So check it out if you're interested. Look, we'll give you a link, but if you can find it cheaper, don't go with our affiliate link. If you can find it cheaper, go for the yes, cheapest. Please. Go through. Is there any deal? Uh, good stuff. All right. We'll be right back after this break. I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Could Taco Bell talk you into leaving your burger? No way. Even without 50 ways to leave your burger game? How do you play? When you gotta go to a Taco Bell. Ooh, take a sip, boy, it really tastes well. Three, pull your sticker, you could instantly win. Four, collect the stickers and get ready to win. Five, let Taco Bell take you away. Six, leave your burger in a Taco Bell way. Seven, win a Taco Bell, change your pace. It's a Tahiti, where there are no burgers. Only oh, oh, oh. at Taco Bell. Rounding out the back half of the show, we always like to take a moment here to talk about the things we're looking <laughs> forward to between now <sighs> and the next time we get together. Mo is chomping at the uh, bit oh to talk God. about what he's oh looking forward God. to. Take it away. So this was hilarious because we felt the same kind of like with things we want to talk about. And so I knew when this episode was coming up that I was going to put Godzilla versus King Kong in. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the movie that's going to get delayed, right? No, no it's not going to no, get delayed. No, it's getting delayed. No, no. I already <laughs> bought tickets. You can holler in my ear all you want. It's getting delayed. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. So and the funny thing is I went to go add this to the list and somebody had already put it in there with my name on it, which I was like, hmm, huh, that makes it easy. Funny so I that. A little laugh out. <laughs> because if somebody would have taken it, I, there would have been a fight. There would have been a fist fight. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Throwing hands. I've stopped watching trailers. I've stopped watching teasers. I just want to go into mm-hmm. this thing cold and enjoy it. I got, a, I, my kids are coming with me to go see it. We're going to see it in the theater, social distancing, all that stuff. I am yep. super, super excited to go see this movie on the You're 31st. going to see it cold, all right? It's going to be December when this fucker comes out. I'm telling <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate me so much? <laughs> it's because you lied about the price of that printer. It, he's furious, right? That's, that's right. It. Yeah, that's it. All right, that's fair. All right, so how about you, John? What are you looking forward to? Wait, 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 oh, wait. wait, now, wait. For, for, for those that don't already have tickets, when is this hitting the theaters? Oh, I said March 31st. Oh, you did say that and I just yeah. missed it? Okay. Uh, he said oh, yeah. that at the same time he said how much that printer costs. That's what oh, I said. <laughs> okay. So I'm super excited about that. John, you're excited for a movie that I'm also super excited about. Yeah. Coming up March 26th, only in theaters, not also in streaming. 
is uh, Bob Wick, as it's been nicknamed. (laughs) (laughs) There's this film called Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk. Oh my God. And it looks so John Wicky. The trailer looks amazing. It's, he was a, some kind of, George is rolling his eyes at me. (laughs) You gotta have a, you need to have a person who's believable in a role to some extent. The John Wick kind of character is not Bob Odenkirk at all. There is no part of him that is The playing against type is what I love about the trailer. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it's akin to making Woody Allen the next fucking James Bond. It's the same damn thing, and there's no way anybody's going to believe it. But I would watch that, too. <laughs> I know you would, you puppet-loving son of a I'm bitch. So <laughs> right. I don't know. I, I just thought the trailer looked amazing on this. The trailer I got excited about. It strikes me the same as, like, Barry. Like, you wouldn't have expected the casting in yeah, Barry. That's true to be fitting, right? That's kind of a cast against type, kind of a meek guy who was an assassin. Like, wow, really? So the same idea as John Wick is that he used to be an assassin. Now he's just a suburban dad and he has this family life and something pulls him back into the game. He has to switch back into badass mode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing that. No, you're, you're going <laughs> to no. drive over and get, I'm in the car, getting you a ticket, drag your ass <laughs> to the theater. Yeah. I bet you it's going to be great. I think it's going to be good. I, I, I think it's going to be a great movie. So I'm definitely going to go see yeah, that. You guys think King Kong versus Godzilla is coming out on the 31st. So there you go. <laughs> so if, if King Kong comes out on the 31st, will you then see nobody? Because we've been proven right. Mm, no. I don't think that was how much, my... how much do you believe in your <laughs> assertion? <laughs> <laughs> I got to have odds. <laughs> okay. And real quick, I, I want to mention this. We might be dipping into almost back in the AMC A-list kind of almost. thing. There's starting it's to starting be more to. than one or two movies a month that we might want to see. Not this month. No. Maybe not next month, but I think we're getting there. Yeah. There's starting to be stuff to see that's not going to be streaming. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on that. But anyway, so yeah. Yeah, nobody. March 26th. George, what are you looking forward to? I got a comic book one, of course. So Good. Sure. Awesome. Uh, one of my favorite series of all time is Walking Dead. You guys know there's TV mm-hmm. shows mm-hmm. out there. The mm-hmm. comic book series, which is over, was awesome. Um, Robert Kirkman, the creator of Walking Dead, before he created Walking Dead, he had another series called Invincible, which is about this teenage boy who he's 17 years old and as he becomes a man he gets superpowers and the reason why he gets superpowers is his father is the greatest superhero on earth he's like that earth's superman right oh, okay so this kid he knows all about superhero life it's nothing that's like his father's hidden from him or anything like that it's just okay. he's been waiting until maturity before he would get his powers the whole story is his coming of age, not just of his superpower life, but also his personal life and, you know, the tutelage of his father and how he decides to go about examining this new world. So it's one of those coming to age stories. Mm-hmm. Amazon is producing a cartoon version of this comic book. Oh, nice. Uh, they're releasing three episodes of the series on March 26th and then one episode for the next five weeks. So there are eight huh. episodes total in okay. this theoretical first season, maybe. Maybe there'll be more. Right. The series hasn't been out there in comics for a while, at least not that I remember. I only read the first volume a number of years ago, but it's a really great story. Robert Kirkman is a genius when it comes to telling stories about people. So I've been looking forward to this for a long time. So March 26th on Amazon, Invincible. Nice. I'm to check that one out. That too. sounds good. I feel like maybe I saw that trailer a while ago. It might already be on my list to watch and I didn't get around to it, but oh, so it's coming out. It's right here. It's just yeah, right around yeah. the corner. I'm ready. Nice. Cool. I'm there. How do you prepare for trigonometry, the French Revolution, and Moby Dick, all on the same morning? Have a Thomas's English muffin. Thomas's taste delicious, wholesome. They're light enough to keep you moving. 
yet give you just what you need to make it through the morning. Of course, it wouldn't hurt to hit the books, too. Thomas's English muffins. Every day should start out this good. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. We've done it. We finished another episode of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. And as we always do, I like to take a moment here toward the end of the show to express our heartfelt gratitude for the people who support us financially, literally put a few bucks out of their wallet into our pockets every single month. A couple ways to get that done. A lot of them do it over on Patreon. I want to thank each and every one of those folks, including Shelby, Jonathan H, Arlem, Agile, Dan, Greg L, Ben, Chad, Travis Davis, Stu Monkey, Uno Clay, Tony G, Sean, T2, Tony R, David, Dana Lee, Miss So, Slow Mo, Aaron, Butterspider, Chet, Greg Z, Stubaka, Levi, Marcus, Thomas, Mike, Mark, Chris, Mike C, <laughs> Matt, Jason, and Blaster, Stash. Man, this is getting harder and harder. Plus, we have folks that support us over on YouTube, including Miss So, Mike B, T2, Pale Blue, Mike C, Doc Marcus, Aaron Stubaka, Blasted, Astashin, and Mike M. Some crossover in those two lists, some super generous folks. If you would like to support us via either of these methods, George, would you let the fine fourth listeners know how to get that accomplished? Absolutely. As John mentioned, there are two different methods. You can go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash genxgrownup. You head over there, you create one of those free accounts, and you pick your pledge level, $1, $3, $5, whatever it is. We're super happy for any amount you're willing to send us. Mm. If that's not of interest to you, you can also head over to our YouTube channel, pick any video you like right next to that subscribe button that you've likely already hit and selected the <laughs> notification bell for all notifications. There is a little button that says join. You click that button, $2.99 per month. You are now supporting us. And on that channel, you get a whole bunch of emojis. You get extra bonuses when we do live streams and stuff. You know, mm -hmm. all these little things, emojis that you can put in the live stream. It's a lot of fun. People really enjoy it. We appreciate anything you can do to support us through either of those two methods. I sure do. Thank you, George. Well said. That is finally going to wrap it up for this 94th entry in the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with a regular edition, but next week is our back track where as you know we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep mo tell the fourth listeners what's coming next week i'm sorry mo is not available right now if you leave your name number and a time you call okay we're gonna be talking about answering machines <laughs> <laughs> and how much they just totally Beep. just they just changed communication just tremendously we're gonna talk about how much that really mm -hmm. affected us growing up as gen xers all right that's gonna be next week i hope you'll join us for that until then i am john mo thank you so much for being here oh man always fun george you know i appreciate you man yes sir fourth listener it's you we all appreciate most of all though and we will talk to you next time bye bye see you guys take care everybody Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. It all depends on build volume. Uh, the build volume on this thing is. Actually, I have to check that for you. Hold up. That's why he dodged your answer. You didn't know. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> You've got questions, we've got answers. 
business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.